Are you ready for a show where nothing is too taboo? I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for like a cop to pull up. What are you doing out here on the corner, boy? Just doing a radio show, officer. <laughs> you like, you know, I'll be like, you looking for a good time, officer? <laughs> is that a donut on your penis, or are you just happy to see me? Oh, that's an eclair, son of a bitch. It's a Boston cream pie. Bosh, that's the Boston cream, baby. And for the show where everything is fair game. I want to put my dick on a flag and fly out of my house. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> we could sing a song about it. We sell banana beer. There's our island theme song. <laughs> Good thoughts. Good thoughts. Give me your, um, I don't know, what's the first thing you think of when you see your dick? That's a good thought. Then put the children to bed. Like, I, I swear I've heard all about this stuff, but I don't, I was like, what is this, like a fucking martial art or <laughs> this type of food or something? I don't know what the hell it is. Is it sexual position? <laughs> 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 And pour yourself a cold one. <laughs> As it's time for your only excuse to be home on Saturday nights. First of all, has anyone ever told you that you have the laugh of a drunken schoolgirl? Yeah, I have, not, not actually. Me. That's what's not gotten not me late. Like yeah, I could be playing with myself. Oh, my God. They're becoming really, really you're sitting down, stand up real quick. You, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab a bucket in case I decide to hurl. If you hurl, you're a fucking girl. Oh, not the pelvic thrust. It's time for CB Radio. Well, Brent, I'm, I'm playing this intro. <laughs> CB Radio, live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network, cbradio.live.com, greatlygreatdebate.com, streaming live at twitch.tv slash wglive, I'm the producer, Sir Rocket, and joined as always by the intern, Kane Kittens. Holy mother fucking god. What? That, what? That was an event. That was a match. That is how you fucking do it. <laughs> is that storytelling? Oh my god. God, look, I'm I'm probably going to say this again tomorrow night, but I don't care. This match made me feel like I was five years old watching wrestling when I was growing up. Like, the way that this was built, storyline, pacing, you know, having his wife there, everything played into making this, like, the perfect element of storytelling that we've had. The only thing that would have just sealed it is if Sammy had won. I understand he didn't, and it still was amazing. But if he had won it, that would have been an all-time greatest moment in history for WWE. And that, because it didn't happen, is why Brent's on the show and Lindsay's not here. So. (laughs) That's that's why we're not getting a full rack recap right now. We're just Just, getting CB radio. We're we're just giving you CB radio. Later on in the show, we will have the greater than great debate talking NASCAR's drivers because the Daytona 500 is tomorrow. Yeehaw. So we're going to talk about that and, uh. 
go through through all of that with with that. Um, we're gonna have the intern's corner here in just a little while as well. Um, but first, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We have I have news music. We're gonna treat this like a news segment with, with new news <laughs> music, and we're gonna give you the results like a news show would do. Really old news music too. Yeah, that's, this is that, a, that is old school. That, that we went as old school as old school as possible on that one. So yes, Hello Nation Chamber happened live from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. If you didn't know it was in Canada, God forbid they tell you it wasn't because it was. Oh no, there were flags everywhere. <laughs> they had you know Canada was on full display there. They only missed a moose and actually having a mountie there. This is very, very true. We saw two Elimination Chamber matches. One to determine a number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship, and that would be Asuka. Asuka is headed to WrestleMania to take on Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship, which should be a hell of a matchup, and that was probably the right outcome. Yeah. Uh, we'll give more in-depth recap tomorrow night on WrestleTalk Radio. Yeah, just a yeah. quick thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say with all of the people that were in the match to give you the best WrestleMania-style match that you were going to have, Asuka is the right choice. Other people looked good in this match. They certainly made a name for themselves or continued to elevate themselves, but you need something ready to go for Mania because it is the big stage and you want to make sure that your belts are all carried that way. This was the best call. Your United States Championship was also on the line inside an Elimination Chamber match, which saw Austin Theory retain the championship thanks to the help from the surprise of Logan Paul. And the fact that we did not have a, let, let, let's see if we queue it up really quick, we didn't have a hashtag blame Brent multiple times in that match, thanks to Johnny Gargano and his neck and Poison, Poison Ranas, he is hopefully okay, and yes, Montez Ford is okay as well. Yeah, Just, uh, Johnny did tweet after the match, so he at least has some function in his, you know, faculties. <laughs> the but... fact that he did not break his neck on multiple occasions is quite impressive. This is what happens when Johnny Gargano gets to be in a match that he's always wanted to be and goes, I'm going to do everything I've ever wanted in one match. It was like when he got into war games and he's just like, I'm going to just go all out. And it's just like, Johnny, are you, are you sure? Do you want to save a little? Oh no, you're leaving. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Have fun. The almighty Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar via disqualification after Brock could not escape the hurt lock and had to use a low blow to get out of it. And then Brock went smash on Bobby Lashley at a referee, which will probably have resulted in a fine and a suspension or something along the lines for Brock Lesnar. It certainly was a finish. It was, in fact, a finish. The Grit Couple defeated the Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor, on this night, which the Canadians there, really enjoyed. Yeah, there, there will be opinions on that tomorrow <laughs> from a certain someone, we will just say. <laughs> we will talk about there that in more in detail. And no, it was not a Brock Lesnar heel turn. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, ole, 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 the most anticipated match in a long, long time, Sami Zayn in his hometown came up short as Roman Reigns is still your undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion of the World. As dissension in the bloodline continues as Jay never actually made his decision 
But Jay and Jimmy found their way into Montreal, Quebec, Canada. As I told you, Rock, favors were pulled in, palms were greased, pockets were were filled with a little bit of money (laughs) to be able to get the Usos across the border. Now, if they're able to get back is a totally different story after tonight. (laughs) That is very, very true. When (laughs) Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes are still embarking on the road to WrestleMania, Kevin Owens made an appearance as well. More details on what actually happened on this show can be heard tomorrow night on Russell Talk Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern and on The Rack Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. This was your news update on the Elimination Chamber. I think we pretty much covered everything that needed to be covered. So if you're just tuning in, this is CB Radio, and we're, we're done talking professional wrestling for now. So, so we would now like to send this back to our regularly scheduled program, already in progress. It's already in progress, yes, yes. We are already here <laughs> doing the thing. You, you like that reference? That was, that was, in fact, a very good one. So, uh, okay. so what we need to talk about is this. Did you hear about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? I, I mean, I know of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. It, it is a very famous vehicle. Apparently, a catalytic converter theft happened involving the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile a few days ago. Okay, so catalytic converters are a very, very um, popular theft that happens among vehicles. What, ex- what exactly is that? Um, I'm not, I'm not totally sure the full purpose of a catalytic converter. I know that it does something in terms of regulating uh, the exhaust. Mm-hmm. So um, it is kind of a necessary thing. It is also a very expensive thing, hence why people like to steal it. You can sell them and make, you know, some good money very, very quickly and easily. Uh, and it basically, you can hear a car coming a mile away if it does not have one. It, good, it, good to know. It's kind of like an extra muffler from what I understand, but it works with... So it's a very expensive part to replace then. Yes, very much so. And on the Wienermobile, it's probably very expensive. Probably because it is a very extensive vehicle. It is a very extensive and very long apparatus on top of the vehicle. However, since it is a very expensive vehicle, uh, someone has stepped up to offer to pay for replacement and maintenance for a year. Oh. Would you like to take a guess what company has decided to do such a thing? Please tell me it's Hebrew National, please. It is not Hebrew National. No, 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 no. Damn it. It is the one and only PETA. Really? Yes. That's a little puzzling. PETA has offered to pay for replacement part at maintenance for one year with a clause in that contract. Oh, God. Here, that this is what I was expecting. Okay. For one year, if the company converts the vehicle to a vegan hot dog mobile. How does it turn into a vegan hot dog mobile? <laughs> that they start selling vegan hot dogs instead of normal hot dog. Uh, she noted that her recommendation comes at a time when demand for vegan hot dogs is rising. Adding that the global market for the plant-based hot dogs grew by 20% last year and is projected to reach a market value of $1.99 billion by 2032. Since Americans' appetites for cruelty-free foods is only growing, we hope you'll relish this opportunity to catch up with the trend by having at least one veggie dog mobile. I fucking hate that phrase. <laughs> I hate what you just read so much. I hadn't read that part of the story until just a second. That pain made me read it. Uh. Instead of slinging cancer-causing processed meat made from cows, livers, and pig snouts, the Oscar Mayer not dog mobile would dish up the delicious veggie dogs that t- today's diners want. Peter, yeah, really? Is it what all people want? <laughs> I mean, apparently, it's according to. 
Newkirk, 79% of Gen Zers don't eat meat at least one day a week, while 65% want to follow a more plant-based diet overall. You know what? I can say that I don't eat meat once a day, you know, like... Once at least one, one day, day a week, yeah. but at the same time, I'm eating like pasta and cheese and shit like that. Newkirk stated another excellent reason to consider at least one veggie dog mobile is that more animal lives would be spared by promoting tasty vegan dogs, which result in the company winning a spot in all compassionate hearts. Wow. She concluded her letter by saying the ultimate goal is for everyone to understand they now have various food options if they want to pursue a pursue a vegan diet, whether it be ethical, environmental, health religious, or other reasons. Pigs, cows, and other animals commonly used for hot dogs are intelligent, sensitive individuals who feel pain and form strong bonds with others, Newkirk wrote, while advocating for her recommendation. Yay, PETA wants to make the Wienermobile vegan. How do we feel about this, sub? Wait, wanting everybody to go vegan? They want to turn the, the Wienermobile vegan. That sucks. What about you, Rob? What do you think about the story? Uh, I don't think they got a good deal. No, you you wouldn't go. You won't go for that one. No, I, I definitely wouldn't. How come? But I think I would, but I would put put an additional clause in there. If I were to sell vegan dogs, I could put them in bacon flavored hot dog buns. I think that kind of defeats the purpose. Yep, yeah, exactly. I don't. But that would be my terms. That would be. I mean, that would be terms. I don't think Peter would go for those terms. Well, sucks for them. <laughs> it's just bacon flavored. It's not. We're not using real bacon. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'd probably eat more shit like vegan stuff if it tasted like you know meat, bacon, and shit. But you gotta, you know, some of it probably tastes like real stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, that Impossible Burger, at Burger King, that thing fooled me. <laughs> Of course it did. I was like, holy shit, this thing was actually delicious. You ate the whole thing? Fuck yeah. I thought, uh, uh, I don't know, I just ordered it because the way it just sounded, like I just didn't catch, I don't know if I was just super stoned or what, but no, I that, ate that, it. That would I explain ain't it. Gonna lie. It was pretty fucking good. And that explains everything. <laughs> not meat shit, you know? Yeah, I get you. I get you. Also in the news, an Oklahoma man said he was forced to cancel a family vacation after a couple's a couple of cups of coffee at the Starbucks cost him more than five thousand dollars because of a venti size tipping error. Oh, I saw this. Jesse O'Dell reportedly thought he had spent twelve dollars for a cup of coffee, but found out found a four thousand four hundred fifty six dollar and twenty seven sent charge from Starbucks on his bank statement after his wife's credit card was declined while shopping for shoes and clothes ahead of the planned trip. I felt disbelieved, Odell told the Kansas City Star. I don't have that kind of money sitting around just to play with. He contested charge but was initially told by Starbucks that the purchase was illegitimate and that he had entered a $4,444.44 tip. Odell, he goes, I know how to press buttons. I didn't press that button. <laughs> if it wasn't the, the barista, then it's definitely your network, which is a really big issue. Odell claims Starbucks eventually sent him reimbursement checks that bounced when he tried to deposit them, which frustrated him enough to involve the Tulsa Police Department. How does they? How do they send checks that bounce? Anyone? I mean, you could ask Paul Heyman. You could, in fact, ask Paul Heyman. At that point is when I started getting serious. Odell said the company told him the checks bounced due to a typo. And then sent him another round of checks. The new checks are pending in his bank account, Odell said, adding it would be a relief when they clear and he can move on from the stressful situation. 
A spokesman for Starbucks Corporation told Fox Business that the company worked to address the error made on the customer's tip as quickly as possible, and the customer cashed the reimbursement check on February 6th. That's a big error. It happens. <laughs> but it cost them a family trip because, you know, all their money is down was gone because they had, you know, Starbucks took it. That's one of the things I, I hate about some of the restaurants now mm -hmm. is when you put, you know, like when you pay for something with card, it now pops up a, a little screen that's just like, how much gratuity do you want to add? Mm -hmm. And it's just one of the things to me, it's like, look, I, I get it. And, you know, for for good service, sure, you can put a tip on if you want to. But I don't feel like I need to be prompted when I'm paying for my Subway order to be like, do you want to tip 15 or 20%? It's just like, uh, no. That's but then you feel like an asshole if you click the button mm -hmm. right then when you're paying and the person's sitting there at the register. I've never tipped at Subway. <laughs> That's that's like those, would you like to round up to, you know, feed mm -hmm. the homeless or to help the blind, yeah. teach the deaf how to read, you know, Chinese. I, I always said no on that. Yeah, I don't think the money's going to actually what it causes this. Well, and the Ooh. funny thing is, is when, so it's one thing when it's on the little panel and you can be like, uh, no. And it's just like, okay. I always hate when they ask you when you're checking out at like the grocery store and it's like, would you like to round up for da da da? And it's yeah, like, oh, it's now I need to actually you know, voice that I'm an asshole. Okay. And you know what? They actually have like a tip thing at the pop place too. And I don't feel that I need to tip them. Like they're making a good hourly. <laughs> what do you need? People can fat tips, man. People put cash in there. Um, I that's how I feel. Like in other words, if you're working for an hourly, like I don't feel I should have to tip you. Now you catch me on the right day, I might throw you a couple bucks or whatever. But if you're getting an hour, if you're not getting a full hour, like a waitress, like those people, you know they're not getting paid whatever, you know, plus minimum, you know, higher than minimum wage. They're getting paid less than minimum wage, so you just they deserve a tip. Drivers, delivery, I believe they deserve a tip. You know, they're delivering shit to your house. That's how my tipping it goes. It should also be based yeah. off the service you get. It shouldn't be based off the grand total of, you know, since you wanted to buy the most expensive thing on the menu. Well, I mean, like, if you spend, I mean, you know, if you spend 20 bucks, you should tip five bucks. You know, like, I mean, I guess to a certain point, you know, like if you come in and two of you sit down, y'all spend a hundred dollars. I'm expecting like a fucking 15 to $20 tip. I mean, that. but what's the same as <laughs> if I would order a grilled cheese or a, you know, $50 steak, you're still carrying a plate piece of food on it to me. If you order a grilled cheese, dude, you can just keep the tip. <laughs> I do. What if it's a $40 grilled cheese? Grilled cheese. What do Vic's very has truffle on, on it? Couple, yeah. I want a $5, $6, $7 tip. It's a grilled cheese. You just said you wouldn't I'm, tip for a grilled cheese. I'm to you, and I'm not make, I'm only making $3 an hour. You're going to tip. Are you sitting down? Of course, but Are I'm you tipping off of your service. Yeah, did you order it? Wait, did you order it? No. Did I put the order in? I Sitting in the food. Okay, hang on. We're we're gonna take this a step further because Rob Rob opened this door. So you're saying you expect a fifteen to twenty dollar tip off of a hundred dollar tap, right, sub? Yeah. What if all you did was walk out, drop the food off, and leave? What if you expect the fifteen to twenty dollar tip, but you don't do fifteen to twenty dollars worth of actual 
service. Oh, no. Of course not. No, I would keep your field. I would make sure everything's okay if you need anything. I mean, you'd get good service. I'm not, I'm not talking cheap ass. Oh, no, I understand. I'm just <laughs> saying also there is an expectation sometimes of like, oh, well, yeah, going out. I thought that was, I didn't think, I didn't think we were talking about getting shitty service. You didn't gauge the type of service you got. You know, the type of service you get does, you know, warrant. Like if you, do, like if you just came out, ordered the food, like brought my drink out and then dropped the food off and I never saw you again, you're probably not getting a tip. Because <laughs> Be pretty shitty. See, I at least tip, but and you know, I've I worked many, many years in the restaurant industry, and I know the struggles of a server. But I still am. I'm not going to guarantee you that I'm going to tip tip you decent if you still give me shitty service. That's oh, all. Yeah, I'm I agree. Yeah. Well, we weren't talking about the gauge. I mean, you guys kind of did not really mention whether it was good or you know bad or. But you said the expectation, no matter what, it should be X. No, I didn't say no matter what. I would expect a hundred dollars. I'm assuming we were talking about you get proper service. I apologize. I thought I made that clear when I realized what you guys are talking about. I assumed you were getting good service. Now I'll put the twist: shouldn't the person making your food get tipped rather than the person who brings it well, to you? Why would you need to tip them? Because they're the they're ones getting they're, the ones they're, doing they're the getting work. three times more an hour to make that food than that server is to bring it to you and fill your drink and get you anything you need. But do people really do that? much these days do I, they refill your drinks 10 times for you now no i don't know i haven't been out to a restaurant in a long time but i hear restaurant service pretty much sucks nowadays honestly i i have had that rare occasion where late at night i made some uh i made up some food right before we closed and the i can't you know wait waiter or waitress i can't remember who they came back and said hey the guy wanted me to give this to you for you know cooking his food right before we close so i mean it was you know five bucks or something but rob rob it yeah they did give you something for cooking it before they cook because they know that shit sucks now rob i want you to admit it what they handed you was a very nicely folded napkin with a picture of a middle finger on it right it said, you know, love dad, PSG okay. back to the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. It was like a phone, an address, come here for lots of cock after your shift. No, but that, you know, I'm sure it's rare, but that, that does happen. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I would personally never go into a restaurant right before it's closing because, you know, never know what that cook did before, you know. I mean, just because you're chipping, you might have felt, oh, shit, I guess I shouldn't have dragged my nuts all over that guy's food. He was actually pretty cool and tipped me. <laughs> Guess I shouldn't have dropped this food all over the floor. You really have a way, showing way of just going a little one step further in, in that. Yeah. Not that Super Bowl go rock. <laughs> I've worked in a lot of kitchens. That's... Not a lot, but like worked in a few kitchens, but mm-hmm. quite a long time. So, so you had a question. What was the question, Rob? So, how'd that Super Bowl go? School is now in session. It's time to step inside the classroom to learn some useless, I mean, meaningful knowledge about movies, wrestling, music, video games, and more. This is the Intern's Corner. Uh, 
just to let you know, Rob, it was so bad that two of their coordinators had to leave the team. So that's that's how it happened. All right. So this week for the interns corner, we're going to go ahead and start with some music history. So this week in music history, we have a couple of entries. First up on February 14th, that's right, Valentine's Day of 1967, Aretha Franklin recorded her famous single, respect it went on to do i i mean a fairly fairly decently well i think in the in the charts wouldn't you say and in history would you say that it was well respected i hate you next up february 15th 1987 uh this one is semi music related but it's more kind of pop culture uh ben and jerry's introduces a new flavor to their lineup cherry garcia named after the world famous grateful dead frontman jerry garcia Gee, I wonder if it's still doing well. My personal favorite ice cream of all of them is Cherry Garcia. Yep. Oh, I fucking love it. For a second, I thought I thought you were going to be like, my favorite ice cream is no, 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 Cherry Garcia. That's my favorite, dude. Gotcha. Um, and when I had no teeth and I had just the gums, I used to like take the little chocolate pieces and eat them like candies and just suck on them. Be like, oh, I guess this will stretch out the old ice cream. <laughs> Remember how I had the big square chunks of chocolate? February 16th, 2007. Britney Spears goes and gets tattooed and has her head shaved in a public meltdown. Oh, good old Britney. Ah, uh, the Britney meltdown. Imagine how much, how bigger the meltdown would have been nowadays with social media. Oh god! I know just how big it was then. Like it right, was, it, it probably yeah. wouldn't be considered a meltdown at this point. <laughs> oh, she's just having another Monday. Oh, that's what got her into conservatorship. And it wasn't until just recently she got emancipated. Well, that's what happens when you marry uh, Kevin Federline. Uh, next up. February 17th, 1975, ACDC released their debut album, High Voltage. And then one year later on the same day, the Eagles released their greatest hits, 1971 to 1975, which for a while was certified by Billboard to be the top-selling album in U.S. history. Hey, Sub, what was your favorite song off of High Voltage? Fuck you, Rob. All of them are just good to you? You can't you can just pick one, can I? They all speak to him. Every single one of them. Right. We can... This week in entertainment history, we have two entry or we have one entry for this week. Sorry. The other one is for next week. Um, This little website known as, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, YouTube launched on the internet. How many years ago? February 15th, 2005. Sounds like porn. That's uh, it, 2000. It, wow. That makes you. Yeah, yeah. Early, early instance of YouTube was 2005. Yeah. That, that, um. <laughs> so, Rock, how you feeling now? So I want to interrupt this corner. We're, we're going we're gonna to see how many points people get on something. So chat, play along. It's the Never Have I Ever Retro Edition. You get, oh, God. You get one oh, point. <laughs> you give yourself one point for everything you've never done. All right? God, my score's going to be awful. Okay. Use the rotary phone. I've done that. I think we've all done that. Yeah. Use the floppy disk. Oh, yeah. We've all done that. I've be- Wait, not just the little three and a half inch. We're talking the old floppy shit here. Mm-hmm. This is that like five with the to hole seven in inch. the middle. Yeah, yeah the five to seven inch with like a full inch hole in the middle. You can the one one for Oregon Trail in school. Yep. Yeah. The one where you actually had to pull the lever down to lock it in. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> before before Windows was ever a thing. All right. Uh, so Matt's... probably need our own category for that on that. It's probably negative points. 
if you all going to do poorly on this. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to rephrase it. You you give yourself a point for something you've never done. So Matt, you've never done a rotary phone or a floppy desk because you gave yourself one. If you use both of them, you get you don't get any points. Yeah. All right. Use the typewriter. Oh yeah. Dude, I missed that old sound of the like clickety clacking. Okay, I'm at, okay, you you seen this? Remember, remember also when you used a typewriter, like with the keyboard, the best invention is the fact that you have the backspace key. If you fucked up on a typewriter, you either had to get that like special film to put on there to remove that word that or the letter or word that you just typed. Or you had to start all the fuck over again. Okay. Taking photos on a f- with a film camera. Oh. Okay. Back when Jones Photo was a thing, and you actually had to take your film in to get it, ta- you know, get it Developed. resolved. Mm-hmm. And then you always were like, "Wait, is there anything on there that is embarrassing or weird?" Wolf camera. <laughs> Okay, listen to music on a CD. Still have a bunch of CDs. I think we all can say we've all listened to music on a CD. Still have cassettes. (laughs) (laughs) To the next one, listen to music on a cassette tape. Ever had to use a pencil and a cassette tape? (laughs) My first cassette tape was the tape of the Jerky Boys. All right, listen to music on a vinyl record. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen to music on a Walkman. <laughs> yes. Listen to music on a boombox. Mm-hmm. Watch a video. Does, for- does it count if somebody else, like two blocks away from you, had the boombox to their head? Yes. <laughs> Counts. Still count because you heard the music. I watched the movie from a VHS tape. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember when Disney used to have, like, the. The extra squishy cassette tape. The with the the big white box. Yeah, the big cases. Yeah. 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 That's worth a lot of money now. Probably. Sent or received the fax. I still still receive faxes today. Had a MySpace account. <laughs> Who were your top uh, eight? Number one was Tom. <laughs> Had an AOL email address. <laughs> yep. Still Good use it. Still I'm use it. <laughs> Still use my AOL email address. Still. Yes, you do. Yes, in fact, I fucking do. <laughs> Two years ago, somehow, it, I lost the ability to auto-log in. That lost the account, because I forgot the password that I'd set so many years ago. Oh, God. You gotta do that, like, retrieve a password thing, and, and then you try to remember your security question, and you're like, shit. Access the internet by dial-up. Okay, I have a really funny story about this. So I work with a bunch of, like, student workers in my office. You know, they're all college kids. And I played the sound of what dial-up was, and there were honest-to-God kids that did not know that sound. The re- like, There was one or two other people. We played it, and they heard it, and they were just like, oh, God. And it's like, yeah. And if anyone picked up the phone while you were trying to dial in, it fucked you up. Okay. Used a phone book. Mm-hmm. Sent a postcard. I'm batting a thousand right now of zero. Used points. a paper map to get somewhere. Yes, and also <laughs> had to print out MapQuest instructions on how we've to get all, somewhere. I think we've all printed The godmother got lost MapQuest. coming to my house due to MapQuest. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that story. Many years ago. Many moon ago. Owned... A dictionary. Yes. Owned an encyclopedia. Oh, yeah. And paid for something with a paper check. Oh, yeah. Do we all feel old now? I I have, Rock, I can, I can officially say with confidence, I have zero points. I think maybe one. Not sure on the, the, 
the record. Because yeah. I may I'm have been too for young. for something I haven't done. No, that's the whole point. <laughs> this is all to make you feel old. It worked. It worked. And back to the corner. Alright, so yeah, uh, YouTube started... This week in history, 2005. Uh, we're going to cover just a very, we, we talked very briefly at the start of the show with our uh, news segment, but I have a couple of pieces of wrestling history to touch on today. Uh, so from this week, February 13th in 1997, Shawn Michaels lost his smile and forfeited the world title. Mm-hmm. 20 years later on that same day, February 13th, but on 2017, how fitting is it tonight, Rock? The Festival of Friendship took place. Fitting, huh? <laughs> sometimes it, it pays to be friends with a certain Mr. Owens. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, February 15th, 2004. No way out. Latino Heat wins the world title from one Brock Lesnar. February 16th, 1997, at In Your House, we saw the debut of the ninth wonder of the world, China. And finally, I know this is going to be a very heartbreaking thing for the people on this call. February 16th, 2010, the last ever episode of ECW aired on Sci-Fi. <laughs> now, was that Sci-Fi or Sci-Fi? Uh, S-Y-F-Y, Sci-Fi. Uh, yeah. The best era of ECW of all time. Yeah, it was, it was the greatest era. It had the best champions. It produced the most stars. Yeah, I mean the zombie. I mean, who could ever forget the zombie? It made good. It made Christian a world champion. I mean, you know. Uh huh. Um. Some some guy from Chicago held a belt there, and now he just sits in the upper deck at a New Japan show. <laughs> uh, you saw that. <laughs> uh. All right. So this weekend. Uh. We're going to do this week in entertainment birthday. So we have a couple of birthdays for you guys to guess the age of people on. That's the age that they're turning this year. Okay. First up, he was in Shaun of the Dead, World's End, Star Trek, Mission Impossible. How old is Simon Boy. Pegg? What was the name again? Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. I don't probably know the face. The name does not. If yeah, if you saw him, you would you'd recognize him. Forty nine. Is he the fat guy or is he the skinnier guy? No, he's the skinnier guy. The bigger guy is Nick Frost. Okay. Um, what'd you say, Sub? Forty nine. Yeah. Forty nine. Go fifty two then. Okay, Rob. Fifty one. Fifty three. Next up, he is a creator of the longest-running animated show in history. Yes, dear God, it is still running. He also has done some other shows like Futurama and Disenchanted. Matt Grenning. God, how would you know what he... (laughs) Go 57. 60. 56. He is 69 years old. Holy shit. No shit. Next up, he was... The first of the Doctor Who reboot. He was also in um, Thor, The Dark Age, or The Dark World, and um, Destro in the G.I. Joe movie series, Christopher Eccleston. Another one, probably if I saw the face. Because I don't name something else he was in. Um, what movie was he in? He was in Thor, The Dark World. He was the most, or he was the person that helped reboot Doctor Who back in the, or, you know, for the modern incarnation. He also played Destro from the. G.I. Joe movies? Yeah, none of what I know. Um, so we'll go 57. I'm gonna go... Go ahead. 
Fifty-seven. Okay. I'm going to go 48. Okay. 50. 59. Wow. So, so not bad, Rock. Pretty close. Uh, next up, um, you, you most probably know her from being a socialite. She's a reality show star. She's also a reality show star for One Night in Paris. Paris Hilton. She's a new mother, too. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? No. As in she adopted a puppy? She, no. Yeah, I was going to say, she, she adopted a fur baby? She has a kid. <laughs> God, she actually had a kid. I don't know if that, she I mean, had... That kid's going to have more money than God, but at the same time, holy God, please tell me that yeah. there's like a nanny raising it instead. <laughs> Is it Nick Cannon's? <laughs> oh. He's, he's up to like fielding an entire football team. Yeah, I don't know. That That is actually a legitimate question. <laughs> Or is it Sean Kemp's? That's wow. the other one that you can get away with. What an old reference. Um, one, yeah, she did not actually have the baby. It was surrogacy, I believe. Oh, of course, because, you know, she can't ruin her body by having a kid. <laughs> I think she's, what, uh, chat says 38, 39. Uh, based off of chat, we'll go 42. Okay. So I think she's older than that, 38 and 39. What about you, son? What do you think? All right, good answer, Sub. Uh, Rob, how old is Paris Hillen? Uh, I'll say 41. 42. Sub two. What did Rock say? I said 42. No, I said 43, okay. Yeah, so 42. All right, next up, he's a singer. He made a very um, contentious appearance on Game of Thrones, but he's most known for being a singer. It's the Irishman, Ed Sheeran. How would you make a Game of Thrones reference for him? Because he made an appearance and people lost their goddamn mind. You just wanted to get a Game of Thrones reference in. Well, it's one of the other things that I know that he's been in. Okay. Like aside I've, from being a singer. Like I've seen Game of Thrones. Um, So, we got two different answers in chat. 56 and 36. Wow. Okay. I'll go in the middle. 46. Okay. I'm gonna... Go 33. Okay. Rob? Uh, 37. 32. Wow. All right, three more. Was he in Spinal Tap? Hold on. Chad Tap? I think you have the wrong person. Ed Sheeran was not in Spinal Tap. If he was, he was a very young kid. If- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think, yeah, yeah, you, 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 Ash, you, you met the wrong person. All right. Next up, uh, Actor, performer, pilot, butcher of names. John Jobber? John Travolta. John Travolta. He was in a commercial when you just see his bald fucking head. Adele Dazeem. I mean, uh, Adina Menzel. Alright, Chad has 72 and a 67, so we'll split the difference. Go 69. Nice. Um... 60. Alright, so I'm a 60. 60, 66 been said yet? No. Nope. I'll take 66. All right. Well, uh, you took 66, but the actual answer is 69. Nice. nice. That's a boy. <laughs> All right. Two more. First up, one of the most polarizing people in music history, I would say. Okay. Wife of one of the bigger names in music history. How old is Yoko Ono? All right. She's... She's she's still alive. I guess that's a, that was the first thought that went in my head. That's a good thing. <laughs> good thing she's alive. Um, good thing. Chat says eighty and eighty one. Uh, eighty five. Was eighty five? I go eighty nine. Okay. I go eighty. Eighty flat. Oh, eighty. 
All right? She is 90. Damn. And still kicking. Apparently. And finally, finally, we have, he is a singer slash rapper, producer, helped to bring about some of the biggest names in music history from the 90s and the 2000s. We are going to talk about Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Uh, 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 talk about Dre. Yeah, 61 for Dr. Dre in chat. Um, 59 we have. I'll go, we'll go below that. We'll go 58. Okay. Sub, Rob. Dr. Dre is how old? Ooh. What was that, Seth? I'll go 59. Okay. I'll go 60. 58. Nice. So finally, we have finally uh, we have our movie of the week. And this movie was released on Valentine's Day in 1992. So this movie was released this week in history. We're going to talk about Wayne's World from 92. Wayne's World. Excellent. So couple pieces of history from Wayne's World. Uh, it's the only Saturday Night Live spinoff movie to date, including the Blues Brothers from 1980, to have grossed over $100 million at the box office. Chat made a reference to this. Alice Cooper makes an appearance in the movie, who we talked about, I believe, either last week or the week before in Celebrity Birthdays. He came to set under the impression that he would be performing musically for the film with only one line of spoken dialogue. Upon arriving, he was surprised to be handed an entire monologue to memorize and shoot in such a short amount of time. However, Cooper is known to be a history buff outside of the music career, so the dial or the monologue wasn't far off for it. Mike Myers fought for the inclusion of the Queen song Bohemian Rhapsody, but Paramount and the film's producer, Lorne Michaels, rejected it at first. The studio reasoned that the rights were too expensive, while Lorne Michaels said that the song was too old. He had suggested... Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle because it was more current. Myers then threatened to quit the production if he didn't get what he wanted, and eventually the studio gave in to his demand. When Wayne and Garth are on the hood of the cars watching airplanes fly over, Garth asked Wayne if he ever thought Bugs Bunny was attractive in women's clothing. The comment was an ad-lib by Dana Carvey, and made while waiting for an incoming plane to finally come in in order to do the scene. Mike Myers was laughing at something else Dana had said at another time during the same scene, and the director decided to edit Mike's laugh with the Bugs Bunny joke because it made it look better than a fake laugh. Rob Lowe said that he discovered his untapped gift for comedy, end quote, after meeting with Mike Myers, who would later cast him in the Austin Powers sequels. The film is credited with reviving the career of Lowe after his sex tape scandal. Myers originally didn't want to share the limelight with Dana Carvey. Myers had developed Wayne character to be a solo character, while performing with the, the Second City Comedy Group. But when Mike joined SNL, in order to get the sketch off the ground, he needed to pair it with the already established cast member, cast member Carvey. So the character of Garth was added for Saturday Night Live, and at the time, Carvey was arguably the bigger star. Uh, the Stairway to Heaven guitar riff was changed for international cable and videotape releases to a generic riff because of disputes in obtaining the rights to the first five notes of the song, which appear only in the U.S. The theatrical release. Tia Carrera sang her own vocals on the songs that she performed in the film and her cover songs such as The Sweets' Ballroom Blitz, which ended up being included on the film's soundtrack album. And finally, while filming the Bohemian Rhapsody sequence, both Mike Myers and Dana Carvey developed severe pain in their necks from all the headbanging. There are scenes later in the movie where it becomes very apparent that they're trying to move their necks as little as possible due to this. And that is the intern's Alright, time to make that left turn. <laughs> It is time for 
the greater than the great debate. With the Daytona 500 scheduled for tomorrow, tonight's greater than great debate is NASCAR drivers. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engine! And I'm trying to pull it up here. (laughs) All right, so we've got our round number ones for the greatest NASCAR driver. Our first matchup is one Harry Gant taking on Ray Hendrick. Old school drivers there. Um, Ray Hendrick? I'm going Hendrick Motorsports. The second one. Hendrix. Hendrix moves on next. All right, next up, we got Jerry Cook taking on Bobby Allison. We'll go with um, Bobby Lashley. Not Bobby Lashley. We'll go Bobby, though. Bobby. Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. Bobby Ricky. Bobby moves on next. All right, we got Casey Kane taking on Johnny Benson. Um, hmm. We'll go with uh, Casey Kane. Benson. How about now, Benson? Sub. Uh, Benson. Benson moves on next. Jim Pashal takes on Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. Jr. Marty. Uh, sure, we'll go with Marty. Martin Truex Jr. moves on next. Kurt Busch, Carl Edwards. Ooh, um, Bush. Bush. Bush's baked beans. Rob? Uh, we'll go with the guy with the broccoli allergy. Kurt Busch moves on next. Mike Stefanik, Lee Petty. Uh, Lee Petty. Petty. I'll go Stefanik. Rob? Uh, Petty. Lee Petty moves on. Herb Thomas, Bill Elliott. Uh, Thomas. Elliot. Elliot. Rob? Uh, Elliot. And Elliot moves on. Next. Richard Petty, Ricky Rudd. Do you know Richard Petty is still the king? Yes, Dick. Dick Petty. Petty Dick. The guy from Cars. He likes NASCAR racing. He's still the king. <laughs> Next. All right. Round number two. Ray Hendrick, Bobby Allison. Hendrick. I mean, the guy does have motorsports associated with him, so. He does. Uh, Seb? He's got a lot of car dealerships, too. He does. Who you going with, Rob? I'll go with Hendrix. Hendrix moves on next. Johnny Benson, Martin Truex Jr. Truex Jr.? Truex Jr. Truex Jr. moves on. And next. Kurt Busch, Lee Petty. Kurt Busch. Busch. Uh, Y'all go Busch. Busch will move on next. Bill Elliott. Richard Petty. Richard Petty. I go with the better Petty. Dick Petty. You guys are all so petty. Bunch of dicks. Next. Ray Hendrick, Martin Truex Jr. Hendrick. Hendrick. Uh, yeah, I'll go Hendrick. Why not? Rob. Yep. Uh, yep is Hendrick. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. Kurt Busch, Richard Petty. Richard Petty. I'll vote for Petty. Pretty Petty. Moves on. Next. Ray Hendrick, Richard Petty. Petty. I was going to say, this is a clash of old schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you go for the king, you best not miss. Anyone else? Uh, I'm going to the ball with you. Richard Petty moves Petty. on next. Petty. <laughs> All right. Back into round number one. Fred Lorenzen, Jamie McMurray. Jamie McMurray. I'll go Lorenzen. Sub, Rob. Uh, I'll go Jamie. And Jamie moves on next. Uh, on. Joe Weatherly, Buddy Baker. Bloody. Don't know if that was the name. I'll go Buddy. Yeah, Buddy. Moves on. Next. Greg Biffle, Michael Biffle. Waltrip. Michael Waltrip. Biffle. Waltrip. Biffle. Waltrip. Michael Waltrip moves on. Next. Richie Evans, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. <laughs> moves on. Next. Kevin Harvick, Ned Jarrett. That's N-E-D-J-A-R-R. No. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Harvick. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, Harvick over... J-A-R-R-E-T-T. Take that slap nut. Uh, Buck Baker, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Go with Dale Earnhardt. Dale. The Intimidator. Moves on next. Jeff 
Bodine, Bobby Labonte. Jeff Bodine. Damn it, Bobby. Rob. Bobby. I, I, I assume that was Bobby since everyone talked at once. Next. Uh, Leroy Yarborough, Curtis Turner. Leroy Jenkins. Leroy. Curtis. Leroy. Go, Leroy. Moves Yarborough. Leroy moves on. Next. Okay. Jamie McMurray, <laughs> Buddy Baker. Jamie McMurray. Uh, McMurray. Murray. McMurray. We'll move on. Next. Michael Waltrip, Denny Hamlin. Ooh, um, Michael Waltrip. Denny. Danny. Baladucci. Rob. Rob, my coochie. Rob, Michael Waltrip, Danny Hamlin. Rob. Uh, Trip. Waltrip. Okay. Kevin Harvick, Dale Earnhardt. Dale. 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 Dale Earnhardt moves on. Next. Bobby Labonte, Leroy Yarborough. Bobby. Bobby. Labonte. Moves on. Next. Jamie McMurray, Michael Waltrip. Waltrip. Uh... McMurray. Uh, not McMurray. Michael Walter moves on next. Dale Earnhardt, Bobby Labonte. Dale. 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 Moves on next. Michael Walter, Dale Earnhardt. Good good battle, but Dale. 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 Oh, okay. Um, that's exactly how that should have gone. Next. All right, back around number ones. We are halfway through. David Pearson, Terry Labonte. David Pearson. Labonte. Who, who, who's up? The second one. Labonte, okay. Um... Pierce. Rob, if you can, we'll come back to him. All right, next. Mark Martin, Joe Nemechek. Hockey player? Martin. Mark Martin. <laughs> Martin. Mark Martin moves on. Next. Jimmy Johnson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I really like pronouncing his name on television. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ricky. We're going Jimmy Johnson now. Double J. Jimmy Johnson will move on. How about that driver? Uh, Tiny wow. Lund. Wow. You said Jimmy Johnson. Not Tiny that, Lund. Not Chase that Elliott. One. Chase Elliott, but that's not that one. Wrong Johnson. Another thing I have to do about the Cowboys. Are you Herm Edwards? Anyone else? Who we got? Tiny, Tiny Lund. Lund. Chase Elliott. Yeah, Elliott. Tiny. Tiny. Chase. Chase moves on. Rob. David Pearson. Terry Labonte. Labonte. Okay. Next. Joey Logano. Benny Parson. Joey Logano. Joey Logano. Dirty evil Becky. <laughs> Joey moves on next. Kyle Larson, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr., even though he's not as good as his dad. Next. Sterling Martin, Dale, or Daryl Waltrip. Sterling Marlin. Marlin. My bad. Um, Marlin. Uh, the not, first one. Not the fish. The fish moves on next. Brad Keslowski, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. I, I've, Gordon. I've, heard, I've heard some things about this Gordon guy. Like, uh, is he like that Gretzky fella? A little bit. Gotcha. Jeff moves on next. Uh, Terry Labonte, Mark Terry? Martin. Mark Martin. Gretzky was a hell of a Mark. Sub, Terry Labonte, Mark Martin. Martin. Mark Martin. Mark Martin moves on next. Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott. Uh, Chase Elliott? Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Slap nuts. Jimmy Johnson moves on next. Joey Logano, Dale Earnhardt Jr. 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 moves on next. Sterling Marlin, Jeff Gordon. 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 Moves on next. Mark Martin, Jimmy Johnson. Martin. Martin. I feel like I've seen this play out and Jimmy won. So who'd you go with? Martin. Okay, Rob. Martin. Martin. Martin moves on next. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon. Ooh. Um. Gordon. Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Who was up? Jeff Gordon and who? Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, junior. Four to one. Gordon moves on next. That, that, that's the pity vote. Uh, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon. Martin. Gordon. Uh, Gordon. Rap. Martin. Unfortunately, Gordon moves on next. Right into our last set of the first round. Tim Flock and Fonty Flock. Fonty. Flock, yeah. 
Okay. Blocker. We, we need actual names. The second one, I guess he was. Second one moves on. Next. Ryan Newman, Kale Yarborough. Newman. Yarborough. Kale. Hello. Moves on. Next. Matt Kenseth, Kyle Bush. Matt Kenseth. Kyle Bush. Kyle Love Bush. Kyle Love Bush. Brent. Uh, Kenseth. Moves on. Next. Jeff Burton, Fireball Roberts. He has Fireball in his name, so Fireball. I'll go with that. Fireball. Fireball. Give him the heater, Ricky. Next. Tim Richmond, Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett. (laughs) DJ. Jeff's brother. Jazz Jeff. Next. Red Byron. Rusty Wallace. Rusty Wallace. Rusty. Rusty. Rusty moves on. Next. Tony Stewart, Davey Allison. Stewart. Allison. Fluffy Stewart. Crab. Tony Stewart moves on. Next. Ernie Irvin, Neil Bonnet. Ernie. Ernie Irvin. Brent. Ernie. Moves on. Next. Bonte Flock, Ryan Newman. Newman. Uh, Newman. Seinfeld. Moves on. Next. Matt Kenseth, Fireball Robert. Matt. Roberts. Sub. Roberts. Moves on next. Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace. Rusty. Rusty Wallace. Dale. Rusty. Rusty moves on next. Tony Stewart, Ernie Irvin. Ernie. Tony. Ernie. 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 Moves on next. Unanimous. Ryan Newman, Fireball Roberts. That's not how unanimous works, but okay. Um, Fireball. Newman. Roberts. Newman. And thanks to chat, Fireball Roberts moves on next. Rusty Wallace, Ernie Irvin. Ernie. Rusty. Ernie. Sub. Ernie. Ernie moves on there. Fireball, Ernie. Ernie. Fireball. Ernie, Ernie Irvin. Rob. Burton, Ernie. Moves on next. All right, semifinal matchup. Dale, er, Dale Earnhardt, Richard Petty. Ooh. Um. Uh, we'll go Richard Petty. Dale. I was gonna say, I'm going to go Earnhardt. Rob. Uh, the Hart family. Dale moves on next. Rolling down. Jeff Gordon, Ernie Irvin. Gordon. Jeff. Ernie. Ernie. Jeff Gordon. Ernie. Jeff Gordon moved on. Okay, your third place matchup. Richard Petty, Ernie Irvin. Petty. Petty. Ernie. Petty. Petty is third. And your main event for this evening. Who is the greatest NASCAR driver of all time? We have Dale Earnhardt taking on Jeff Gordon. Sub. Uh, Earnhardt or Gordon. Wow. I'm going to go with Earnhardt. Rob. i go Earnhardt. Brent. Gordon, one more. Well, nobody coming and shooting me over picking the wrong one. Dale Earnhardt <laughs> is your winner. Shocking. I know, very shocking. But it so went as it <laughs> should. Anyway, that will do it for another edition of Steve Rear Live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Tomorrow night, it's WTR Sunday night, Russell Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern. Brent and Tim and maybe Acacia will talk all about... The Elimination Chamber at 10 p.m. Eastern. Monday night, it's a Rob Post Show, 11 p.m. Eastern. The Rack will be live on Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, to talk all things Elimination Chamber. We'll be back next Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, for another edition of CB Radio. It's CB Radio Live on Facebook, Twitter, and the website. CBRadioLive.com At Wild Talk Radio, at CB Radio GOE, at King Kittens, at Lone Jumper, at Wade Manson. Final thoughts, um... Uh, good chamber. Glad I got all the picks right. Um, and what was that? What was coming up? I don't know. Peace. Rob. You got all the picks right? I don't believe that. Uh, well, hell. 
Look what time it is. Happy birthday, Godmother. The annual, the eighth annual, 30th birthday for you. <laughs> Happy birthday. So, here's to having a great week, and hope everyone has one too. Brent. Tune in tomorrow to get my reactions a little bit more measured, probably, to Elimination Chamber on WTR Sunday night. And fuck you, Ace. If you have Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Game. We support the channel by clicking that purple rectangle at the bottom of the screen. You can also use credit card box socket before nine time shop. Chris hashtag Gaming Partner. We'll see you next Saturday night. Midnight Nation. Along there is a Wild Talk Random. We're extremely live at wildtalkradio.com. Twitch.tv slash WTR Live. And uh, CBRadioLive.com. <laughs>